Does anyone ever feel like they just have extra time lying around? I doubt it. Pretty much every person I know says there aren't enough hours in the day. Almost everyone feels overworked, overloaded, and tired. In this episode, I want to share 20 things that you should stop doing to recover more of your precious time. When you learn how to say no to the wrong things, it frees up more time for the right things. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. Several years ago, I made a mistake. I declined an early morning meeting, and the person scheduling it asked why I couldn't make it. I shared the details of my existing commitment with him, and he said, Oh, well, this meeting is much more important than that. Cancel your other commitment. I will never let that happen again. How I choose to prioritize my time is my decision. Only I understand the reasoning and the trade-offs that I want to make in my life. After that day, I forever changed how I manage my time and communicate with people who want a slice of it. I know that my time is finite. It's a precious resource. I'll never have enough of it to do the things that matter most to me unless I fiercely protect it. I mean, does anyone ever feel like they have tons of extra time? (laughs) I haven't met a single person. Everyone I know says, oh, there aren't enough hours in the day. How about you? Do, Do any of these things ring true? I feel like I can never catch up at work. 41% of people said that they spend time on tasks they don't enjoy. And those tasks don't actually get work done. I can think of many of those things that I used to do in the office. How about I will never complete my growing to-do list? The reality is only 2.5% of us can multitask effectively. They're called supertaskers. The rest of us are fooling ourselves. Or I'm so tired, I never get enough sleep. I know a lot of people like that too. Over a third of U.S. adults say that they don't get enough sleep. Or, I'd like to spend more time with my family and friends, but I have too much to do. 56% of employed parents say it's difficult to balance the responsibilities of job and family. How about, I'd like to exercise, I'd like to eat healthier, but I'm way too busy. 67% of Americans say they don't have time to exercise as much as they'd like. And finally, I want to take more time off. I want to take some time off and enjoy life, but I just can't. 60% of U.S. adults say they sometimes feel too busy to enjoy life. That's kind of sad. (laughs) I mean, seriously, what's the point? So what I'm trying to get at is that saying yes too often can be a problem, a real problem. They're only 24 hours in a day, so you can't create more time as much as you'd like to. And so people sometimes rob themselves of sleep. They sleep less and try to work more, but that's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It will catch up with you. You can try to work faster and be more efficient. There's a huge 
business and productivity and productivity books and courses and hacks and tricks. But that only helps a little bit. The real solution, the real thing that you need to do, you need to do less. You have to say no to things that eat up your time to make room for more important things. And I know this isn't revolutionary. I'm not coming up with an entirely new concept. (laughs) You know you should be saying no more often. However, if you're like most of us, that's easier said than done. You're thinking it, but you're not really doing it. And why is that? Well, we often bite our tongues and say yes because we want to be kind. We want to be helpful. We don't want to appear selfish. We don't want to be rude. We're afraid to upset our bosses. We don't like conflict, and saying no creates conflict. We don't want to disappoint others. Or we hope that saying yes now will have some sort of benefit later. And in some cases, there are valid reasons to take on more work and tasks and activities, even when we wish we could decline. There are times that doing more is necessary to push through and get things done. Nobody likes doing their taxes, but you got to get it done. Sometimes you have to do a little more to get ahead at work, but it better be getting you ahead at work. Or you have to do certain things to take care of your loved ones. It happens. However, your time isn't infinite, and you still need to consider what you're taking on and who you're helping. You have to ruthlessly prioritize and rank All of those demands. Also, I would bet you're still saying yes to requests that aren't really worth it. There are dozens of things that you should start declining to reinvest your time in better ways. And I'm just as guilty as most people. I like to help. I don't enjoy conflict. I feel guilty when I say no if someone's just asking for just a little bit of my time. It's always, I just need a little bit of your time. But I've lived long enough to see how this all plays out over and over again. I've experienced how prioritizing the needs of others always leaves less time for me, less time for my loved ones. I've also learned that it's a bottomless pit. I mean, you could, you could literally spend every minute of every day giving away your time, helping other people, and it would never be enough. You could, and it's just not enough. Keep doing that and you'll burn out. You got to take care of yourself. I mean, you've probably heard that cheesy metaphor. It's like, put on your oxygen mask before helping others. And it's a little goofy, but it's true. You can't help other people if you let yourself crash and burn. So here's my list of things that you should stop doing. So you can reinvest that time in yourself and more important activities. So the hard part is going to be saying no. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to say no and stick with it. It's even harder to do it and not feel guilty. But let me tell you something. The most successful people in the world say no to hundreds or even thousands of requests every week. It doesn't hurt them. In fact, it's one of the primary reasons they are successful. Warren Buffett said, The difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. So, number one, 
You got to say no to accepting pointless meetings. I've worked in tech for decades and one of the most common complaints, still true, there are way too many meetings. When I was an exec, I used to spend my entire day in meetings. My entire day was spent in conference rooms. As an individual contributor, I used to be a designer. If you're an engineer, if you're trying to create something, it's hard to get your work done if you spend your whole day on Zoom. So it's okay to decline meetings when you know that your presence isn't absolutely essential. It's okay to say no. Number two, say no to traditional networking events. I've written about this before. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is 20 things you should stop doing issue 327. I've linked some of these past articles so you could read those. I've never enjoyed networking events and I never have had any value derived from them. Not once. There are better ways to connect with people. Those events, those cocktail party things, they're considerable time waster. You easily could spend several hours, like the whole evening, at one of those events and walk away with nothing. Nothing real or tangible. There are smarter ways to build a powerful network. Number three, say no to unnecessary business trips. And I think we've said no (laughs) to those a lot in the last two years. I mean, travel can certainly be enjoyable. I've loved my trips. I've taken business trips all over the world. I love spending time in New York and Paris, London, Shanghai, Barcelona. But too much travel, too often, it's just grueling. And it gets to be a waste of time. There's so much time spent traveling. And I do remember a few trips that didn't accomplish much beyond what could have been handled with a few conference calls or today you just have Zoom meetings. So learn how to say no to unnecessary and unpleasant travel. Do something different. Number four, say no to excessive social events. As an introvert, maybe one social event's excessive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really enjoy them. But maybe you're extroverted and you actually like it. You like them. But there can be too much of a good thing. It will quickly eat up your time. Say no when you know you could spend that time doing something more important for yourself, your family, your career. Similarly, say no to long parties. Oh, those long parties. I mean, this is the time of year when there's holiday lunches and dinners and parties. And yeah, you sometimes do need to make an appearance. If your company is throwing a holiday party, you got to show up. But you don't have to stay until the bitter end. Have a strategy ahead of time. You can attend for a little while. Make sure you talk with all the right people. You know, talk to your boss, talk to your coworkers, and then make a gracious exit at the right time. Save some time. We used to do that all the time. Stay for about an hour and then get out. Number six, say no to those endless school functions. I mean, what is up with that? There are so many school events and activities now. And I can tell you that my parents didn't spend a fraction of this time at my school. Parents are expected to spend so much time today at schools. It's ridiculous. And yes, you should absolutely attend your children's games, their plays, things that they're participating in. But I know there are other events that they would be happy to skip, and and you should too. There are so many busy work events. 
Number seven, say no to making time for a quick chat. Seems like everyone on LinkedIn just wants a quick chat. Someone connects with me. They send that introductory message. It seems like it's going to be okay. And then they drop, hey, I would love to hop on a quick call with you to talk more about what I do. I mean, I used to make time for a few of those. And I also used to be super polite with the banter back and forth where, hey, I don't really need what you're selling. Oh, yeah, it's just this. Just take 15 minutes. Like, no, I really don't need it. I don't have time for it anymore. I make it clear I have no time for this. And if somebody's annoying, I just block them. It's okay to block people. Your time's too valuable. Number eight. Say no to people who want to pick your brain. Why does everybody always say that? I want to pick your brain. I mean, I wouldn't be a business advisor and leadership coach if I didn't like helping people. I mean, I do. I spent many years. I mean, gosh, I don't know. Well over decade, 15 years, giving people career advice. I'd meet for lunch to help someone with a really tough decision between two offers. I'd say yes to those requests to pick my brain, but it just became too much. It left me very little time for my own work. I could, again, I could spend the whole day letting people pick my brain. So put a limit on how often you let people pick your brain and seriously consider setting up paid calls to access your time and your wisdom. I was just talking with somebody about this and I I include a link in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I use Acuity. Um, It's okay to set up paid calls. I mean, you can do some free calls and talk with people, but at some point, like what you know is valuable. And if you want to control the time you spend doing it and to make it worth your while, have paid calls. Someone can pay you to spend an hour picking your brain. Number nine, getting pulled into drama. I mean, I used to get pulled into so much drama in the workplace and it happens less often now that I primarily work at home, but you'd be surprised. There's still a lot of virtual drama over messaging and zoom and it's a significant time sink. I mean, it's good to help people. You want to support people, but there's a line beyond which you're just wasting your time. You're listening to someone endlessly mope and moan and complain And they're never taking action. They're never taking your advice. It's just drama. Don't get pulled into that. Number 10 is keeping up appearances. If you catch yourself saying, I have to do this because everyone else is, take a really hard look at why you're doing that, why you feel that way. I mean, all too often we waste time on activities because we want to be perceived a certain way by our friends, by our neighbors. Oh, I have to decorate the outside of my home for every single holiday and occasion and fall and Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like, how much do you have to do that? I mean, if you really enjoy it, okay. But if you're just doing it because you feel like you have to keep up appearances, what a time waster. Number 11, say no to tasks that you should delegate. I would bet there are several tasks you're still doing every week that could easily be handled by someone else. I mean, I get it. I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to do things, almost everything. (laughs) One of my challenges as a leader was letting go of work that I knew I should be delegating to my team. But once you do, you'll be amazed at how much time you recover. 
Number 12, say no to being guilted into events. We're sometimes guilted into events by our family. You know, you have to attend the family reunion. That happens almost every year. But it can occur with friends too. You should only attend events that you really want to versus when you feel like you're being forced to. Don't let guilt steal precious time for your life. Number 13, a big one. You have to stop saying yes out of fear. How often do you say yes to a request from your boss, for example, because you're afraid of potential negative repercussions if you say no? I know I've done that. It can be a fear of getting fired. If I say no, I might get fired. Or if I say no, I might not get promoted later. Or my manager is going to be disappointed. But that's no way to live. And if you're overloaded and you're overworked because of fear, you have to overcome that to manage your time. You're going to have to find a way to professionally say no and come up with alternatives. Or if you can't even do that, if it's impossible, it might be time for a change. You're going to have to find a better job where you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to do that. Number 14, say no to working for exposure. I don't know if you've ever been asked to do this, but it it happens with consultants. I've had it happen. Designers, writers, people who create things. People are like, hey, you're going to get exposure. Um... And that always happens when someone's just being too cheap to pay you what you're worth. They don't want to pay you, so they promise that the exposure is going to be fantastic. And it's never worth it. I can't think of a single time that anybody's ever said, oh yeah, that was worth it. The exposure was amazing. Say no to this trap. Number 15, say no to busy work. Some of the work you do will help you grow and advance your career but some projects are below your skill level and it's simply just going to keep you busy. And busy work is a waste of time. It won't help you shine. It won't help you get promoted. So I have a strategy for taking on work that matters and offering alternative solutions for those low ROI projects and tasks. Is there a more junior colleague that you could delegate it to? Is there someone else that your boss should give that project to? Number 16, say no to volunteering too much. I know that some people want to be good citizens, so they raise their hands and they volunteer way too much at work. They end up planning the birthday parties. They end up getting the cakes and the donuts. They schedule off-site events. They design the team t-shirt. There was one time, believe it or not, I designed the team's sneakers. I mean, it was custom sneakers. <laughs> I don't know why I was designing them. But it happened. Yeah, it's good to step up occasionally and to help with those tasks that they fall outside your defined job description. But if you do it too often, you're going to find yourself drowning in it. And you're going to fall behind in your expected work. I've seen that happen. Somebody's always volunteering and doing this extra work, but they fall behind their project work and then they end up getting a poor performance review. And they're like, wait a second, I was doing all this work to help the team. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Number 17, say no to responding immediately to communications like email and text and online messaging. It's all 
exploded over the past decades. And now there's an always-on expectation. It's easier than ever for people to reach you 24-7 and it fragments your attention. You're trying to get work done, you're trying to focus, and it's bing, bing, bing. You're getting texts, you're getting messages, and you think you have to respond and you're trying to respond immediately. But what it does is it creates a cycle of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So you have to resist the urge to respond immediately to every single message. Most productivity experts will tell you it's better to batch that activity and then reply to everything when you want to dedicate time to it. So work for three hours and then spend 20 minutes responding to all the messages that came in. Turn off those notifications. Number 18, say no to excessive multitasking. I know our modern job, especially if you're an information worker, requires a bit of multitasking. You're writing, you're responding to messages, you're on a phone call, you're on a Zoom. I mean, everybody's trying to multitask. It's like, it's not very effective, actually. We, we take it to extremes. We feel like we can do it all and still be effective. The truth is we can't. Remember, only 2.5% of people are what you call super taskers. We see you. You're in a Zoom meeting and you're actually writing emails. You're not paying attention. And we're like, hey, what do you think about that? What? Huh? What? What'd you say? What's the question? Ask me again. It's such a waste for everybody. If you want to reduce your stress, you want to feel less tired, you want to get more quality work done and get it done more quickly, focus on one thing at a time or a few things at a time. Stop trying to do five things at a time. Number 19. Stop commuting for a job. Now, this may no longer be an issue for you. Maybe you're working from home forever now. A lot of us have transitioned into a work from home forever in the past two years. Or maybe you have a short commute. You know, if your commute's only 15 minutes, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But I've written about this before. I used to spend over 625 hours a year on the freeway in California. When I was in my last corporate job, I did this for like four years. I'm not exaggerating. It would be anywhere between two to four hours a day because the traffic was horrible and there really were no alternative routes. And even when there were, you'd hit another, another traffic jam, another accident, 625 hours a year. I mean, you know what you can do with 625 hours? I know I'm doing it now. The world has changed significantly in the past couple of years. So if you're tired of wasting time on a daily commute to the office, and some of you are being pulled back into the office, there are better options now. It really makes me sad. I mean, I'm hearing about companies saying, nope, okay, everybody's vaccinated. I want you all back in the office. And so they're like, great, I'm going to be wasting two hours of my day sitting on the freeway now. Well, there are jobs that don't require that. And then finally, number 20. Are you still with me? Did you make it all the way to the end? Leave a comment. Let me know. I'd like to hear from you. Number 20. Stop apologizing for saying no. You need to to say no to apologizing for saying no. That's a little recursive, but it's human nature, I guess. I, I catch myself doing it. I still do it. Sorry, I don't have time to do that. 
But you don't need to be sorry for making yourself a priority. You don't need to apologize for treating your time like a precious resource. It is. So how do you actually say no? So if you're getting a request from somebody, you have to think about, well, what is the request and who is the requester? (laughs) It's easy to decline a meeting request from a stranger on LinkedIn. It's super easy. It's like, no, I don't have time for that. It's a little harder to tell your boss that you don't have time to take on a new project. So you're going to have to be more thoughtful about your response to your manager. You're going to have to think about how you're going to explain that. You're going to have to offer alternatives. You don't just say, no, that might not be, that might be a career limiting move. I think that saying no falls into kind of four major categories. It's the, I don't do that. I can't do that. I have other commitments. Not now, but later. So if you don't do some type of work or a task, you can, you can still say no. It may be at odds with your values, your belief system, your priorities, whatever. You could potentially do the work, but you don't want to. Not now. And most importantly, not ever. This is the key thing. It's like, I don't ever want to do that. Stop asking. So you can say, yeah, no, thank you. I don't do that kind of work. I've had to say that. It's like, I don't do that kind of work. Where somebody's trying to meet with you and you're like, no, thank you. I'm no longer accepting this type of meeting. I don't do meetings to pick my brain, right? So you can decide if you want to explain why. And I hate getting into that discussion, as I pointed out at the beginning of this. Or just leave it at that. Say, nope, I'm no longer accepting this type of meeting. So the second one, second one is I can't do that. So in some cases you can't fulfill the request because it's beyond your capabilities or it's not within your power to make that decision or it's somehow impossible. So it's not a choice of doing it or not. You just can't. And it's a waste of your time to try. And sometimes people, oh, just try. See if you can do it. It's like, no, I know I can't. So you could say, no, I'm not the right person for that task, but perhaps you could ask this person. Or no, I don't have the power to make that decision. You'll have to talk with Susan. Or I've had to do this one. No, I can't attend that meeting in person since that would be a four-hour drive. Not going to happen. Third one is other commitments. So there will be times that you've decided to prioritize your existing commitments over something new that's trying to to demand some of your time. You just can't keep dumping new stuff on your plate. So you could say, no, my time is already fully allocated to other priorities and I can't take on any additional work. I've had to do that with my manager. And then it was a prioritization discussion. It's like, is there something on my plate that you think is a lower priority? We'll remove it and add something new, but I can't just keep adding more stuff. Or no, I already have a commitment at that time. That's the one I talked about earlier. And they're going to say, what, what do you have? And it's like, that's personal. I'm tired of explaining. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of it. It's like, that's personal. It's my decision. Or you could say, no, my schedule's full. I'm not accepting any new meetings. And I'm starting to get to that point right now with the holidays. And then finally, you can, this is the not now, but later. So there will be times you'd like to accept a request, but you simply don't have the time right now. So you negotiate. You can say, I'd be happy to accept this project, but it'll have to wait until next Friday when I finish my commitment to my current project. Or my schedule's full this week, but I'd be happy to talk with you next Wednesday. I think you get the idea. 
the big takeaway is that you should be the one owning your time and deciding how you allocate it. You get to prioritize your activities and how you schedule things. Take control. Stop saying yes to everything or almost everything. Say no when necessary and negotiate when it's appropriate. When you eliminate the wrong things, it makes more time for the right things. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life. 